Spotlight Show on the Arms Room Show with Glenn. And Drew. And Daryl. And Gabe. Freaking full house today. Oh, exciting stuff. Uh, congratulations to Drew for wearing her Christmas sweater for like the fourth day in a row. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Christmas. It's so comfortable. It is. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. We, uh, we watched the other day. The kids are at home and we're all hanging out and... Drew goes, let's put on a Christmas movie. And the kids are like, okay. So we put on Die Hard and we watched <laughs> Die Hard. As Next, I sat in my sweater. <laughs> as she sat in the Die Hard sweater. So. Next up, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's true. So uh, thanks to all of our patrons for your support of the show. We appreciate all that you do for us and for our communities. Uh, through your patronage, we're able to do community service, like our Stop the Bleed programs and our security and safety training for schools and churches and all that. So thank you for your support. If you're not a patron, please become one. Uh, we've got a lot of great upcoming programs. If you're not already enrolled for Out With a Bang, I think we only have two or three slots left. Yes, we are very thin. So you better get on it. <clears throat> we have four, technically. Freaking awesome event. Well, I have at least one or two sitting oh, in my inbox well, right now. Oh, well, then we so, have yeah. one or two. Yeah, we don't have a lot, so you better freaking get on it, guys. All right, Out With a Bang, December 30th. Going to be an awesome event. Teamwork, movement, comms, handgun, carbine. Full mission profile is going to be a damn good time. So, yeah. Oh, what? Any any amazing stuff from where we go? Do anything amazing? I mean, we've been doing a lot of shit. We're so fucking busy. We, we have. I feel like we haven't had time to just sit at home. We did last night, though. That was fun. We played a board game with Daryl. We did. And the kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Card, card, card game. Card, card game. game. Yeah. But yeah, we've been out to Christmas events and parties and end of the year IT parties. galas for kids and Christmas programs. One of the kids' Christmas programs was all Beatles songs. Yeah, it was Daryl was lame. there with us. I can get yeah, we dragged Daryl. That, that was too. fucking weird. Yeah, though, man. I like the Beatles. I, mean, I like the Beatles too, but it was just weird. It was like it was, it was like <laughs> a peace and love event, which is so hilarious. I'll just say this boys. is a hell of a season to try to not drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like. Bitch. So the best part is, yeah, so the, the twins get up and they sing their little ditty. And uh, and then we had to go to our company Christmas party, the Independence Training Company party, right afterwards. And so we're like, you, as soon as you guys are done, like, we got to, you know, we got to get you guys and we got to go. And <clears throat> so they're like, that's fine. We don't want to sing the last song anyway. We're like, well, what's the last song? They're like, well, they want all the kids to get up on the stage and sing Peace and Love. And we don't believe in peace or love. <laughs> <laughs> And they told their teacher that. And so she started giving a hard time about skipping the song. She's like, but boys, that's your favorite song. And one of our kids looks at her and goes, you're lying. No, it's not. <laughs> so then this morning, we're actually driving here to the studio with the, the twins with us. And uh, we're listening to some music. And, and one of like one of the boys' favorite songs is Keep Your Rifle By Your Side, which is a great freaking song. And uh, and he's like, I wish we could have sang this instead of that peace or love crap. <laughs> It is a good song. Uh, oh, it's freaking hilarious. Anyways, uh, congressional staffer recorded amateur gay porn in the Senate chambers. Senate staffer caught filming gay sex tape in Senate hearing room. Leaked amateur pornography shows a congressional staffer having gay sex with an unknown man in the Senate hearing room. The alleged staffer can also be seen in a photo. Lots of different weird Poses he's making, blah, 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 blah. So here's the interesting part of all of this. Like, why aren't we hanging these people? I would just like to point out that they made sure it was 
in the tagline that it's amateur. They're like, yeah. <laughs> not even professional. This is like, not a professional. <laughs> but it's like this. This is this is insanity. This is fucking insanity. And wasn't it? Wasn't it also a Democratic president that we had who was getting his dick sucked in the Oval Office? Wasn't it also a Democratic president we had? Wait, wait. That depends on what the defi- definition of is. Oh, is. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like – I was too young for that movie. What, wasn't it about uh, a Democratic president whose son is leaving drugs around the White House? Well, did you see the thing that came out about Hunter Biden? He spent like – I think it was $800,000 on hookers or something like that. Did, did Not you see surprising. That? It was a lot of money. And recently you see the, the Christmas video that oh just got released my, oh my by the White House. God, the capital at the, the Hunger dis- Games. The district one. Yeah, Christmas exactly. Game. Like, looks insane. These people, these fruitcakes running around inside the fucking White House with these masks on and shit, pretending to be animals or whatever. I'm like, dude, we've lost. Yeah. War's over. We lost, boys. <laughs> Could you imagine the nation's <laughs> adversaries... Seeing well, remember, those videos. They call us faggots, dude. Well, oh, they see, think we're all know, faggots. But, like, that just, like... My favorites was uh, Putin making fun of America, his Christmas uh, commercial last year. Oh, last yeah. year? Yeah. yeah. Where he goes in as Santa. You guys remember that one? Yeah. And fixes yeah. all the shit that's fucked up. It's like an American home. Yeah. And he unfucks all the stupid shit. There's, like, a picture of, like, two, two dads. And, and then, then the it comes it comes kid. back. And it's like, yeah, and the transgender kids. And Santa Putin comes in. And through his Santa Christmas magic, unfucks all this weird shit and just turns it back into a good American traditional home. God forbid. Oh, my God. It was a fucking cl- – and you're like, this is what they think of us. Yeah. Like, we're a laughing this stock This is who we are to them. <laughs> Which we're, like, the only country that's doing this. Well, no. There's, there's photos of Zelensky in drag. Well, Zelensky is an open <clears throat> faggot. I mean, he's he's yeah. open with that shit. He's 100% a freaking homosexual. So no, that's why we're – that's why we, you know, send him so much money, and that's why he'll bend to the will because he's not a strong individual anyways. So, yeah, it just – all this shit is just, it's like, dude, ugh. this is the shit that we should be 100% having, like, a no-shit revolution over. They're, they're disgracing everything. Yeah, they're not about tea anymore. No. <laughs> they're just disgracing everything. It's everything. Now they're having gay sex in the Senate here. Oh, and, and what are we going to do? And the article doesn't isn't like, and then he was hung from an oak tree. Like, it was none of that. Like, that's not how the story ends. The story doesn't end really saying what happened to the guy. Probably fucking nothing. They're probably like, an investigation is uh, still Yeah, underway. an investigation is under. Oh, gee, I wonder who this guy is. Yeah. He's literally getting ass-fucked in the freaking Senate hearing room, and we can't figure out who the guy is. It's just like, dude... Yeah, they, that people like that, if not hung, banned from all public offices and all anything ever. For let that guy work at fucking Starbucks. He'd probably fit right in. Oh, just unreal. Here's one for Daryl. Oh God. Oh, oh Jesus! I know what this one is. Southwest is rewarding obesity, giving free second seats to customers of size. Southwest Airlines is receiving a mix of praise and scorn over a policy giving obese passengers free seats to hold their overabundant girth. Basic economics (laughs) suggest it will result in healthy passengers subsidizing the humongous. Worse, some thin passengers will get booted from flights in order to make room. Southwest didn't announce its customer size policy with fanfare, 
Rather, it came to wide public attention after fat TikTokers started educating each other on how to take advantage of it. Oh, is that that video I showed you last night? Well, I mean, like, here's there's several there. photos and videos right now that I'm well, holding is, down my fucking breakfast looking at. I'm sorry. every enormous influencer that does this shit on Instagram. Every single one, one of these people is you? so fucking gross to look at. Like, I, I can't. I can't. I just fucking can't. These people are fucking disgusting. I, I wish they would all fucking die. Well, I wish they would all die and just go away. We I just were, want them to go away. They're fucking gross. They're we gross, just, gross, gross. Who it's was so I just talking gross. to about how the bull, uh, the biggest beautiful movement is a f- joke? Was that you? Yeah. Where I was ranting about that just yeah, like we talk two about it like on a daily ago? basis. I know. So. I'm sorry. If so you look like a garbage gross. bag full of soup. Yeah, I don't garbage know. bag full of soup. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were at Zoo Lights. <laughs> we were at Zoo Lights a couple weeks ago with it, our kids. It's better, by the way, when you say trash bag full of soup. Oh, garbage okay. bag full of soup sounds still some kind of distinguished. Trash, trash bag. Trash okay. bag. As right. Drew would say, trash. Trash bag full of soup. Anyway, continue, babe. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, we were at Zoo Lights a couple weeks ago. Um, Glenn's parents were stopping at one of the concession stands getting some popcorn and stuff. And there's this fat fucking broad whose fupa was my... Okay, oh, so oh, one of my biggest th- pet peeves is when they wear fucking tube tops, right? And her fucking fupa was hanging out of her pants. And she's like trying to jog-ish in like the beautiful Christmas light display type of thing. So her friend can get this like... <laughs> so her friend could get this t- Instagram or TikTok video of her like dancing through the lights. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, please fucking hit your head on the ground. Please just fucking... Please Trip, fall, die. <laughs> we're no, just we have a heart attack. That. I mean, that Fupa, did, you, did you, you know FUPA, by the way? We always say FUPA, but you know it's an acronym, right? No. Yeah, it actually is. Yes, it is. I don't Fatty know. Fatty upper pubic area. Oh, well, yeah. Just so you know. Makes sense. It was. We've all grown. That's a more PG wave. Bulging. What I said. <laughs> upper pubic area. It was bulging Fupa. so freaking Don't bad. say the FUPA was bulging. I don't like when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop putting these images into my mind. That's burning my brain. Well, then leave it there. (laughs) No, shared misery, Gabe. Shared misery. It it is like the – it's just – and we're not talking about people who are a little chubby. We're not talking about people who got a few extra pounds. That's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about the fact that all of the airlines had to widen the fucking wheelchairs so people could fit in them. I'm like, dude, if you're so fat you can't even fit in the thing that's made to carry around fat people – you're too fat. Yeah. And you're gross. And you're you're not healthy. And it's not beautiful. And I know there's someone out there who wants to fuck you, whatever, because they have a weird thing. Uh, what do they call the, it? The uh, fetish fra- the or fraction, whatever. A fraction percent of but people. But, dude, I'm not. It's it's disgusting. This is not how humans are supposed to look. And they're not supposed to be. Showing it off. And either. more so, the more uh, that we the more that we do things like this, it's just like everything else. Everything's accepted now. Yeah. And, and that's why shit's so fucked up, because everything is just accepted. And there's no more shaming. And if we don't shame people into saying, no, this isn't, you're not supposed to look like that. How do you even get like that? I, I have no clue. I don't even know how you get, like, you are just, you are just a person with no self-control, no, no self-discipline, no self-image, no, no idea of, of values or ethics or morals. Like, when I see people like this, honestly, it's like, I can't hear you over the sound how fat you are. I, I just I well, you, I don't think you're intelligent. You you can't be. I don't think you have anything to offer society. No self-respect. You have nothing to offer me or society. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't care if one of these fat fuckers is building fucking rockets. I bet there's someone out there who builds rockets better than them. Yeah. Or it, the stuff you see on social media too from like these they call them fat 
influencers or like whatever, whatever. is absolutely absurd. Like one lady goes to a her primary care physician and she's like, I'm going to show all my plus size girlies how to avoid getting on the scale when you get to the doctor. So she's recording this poor fucking nurse at this doctor's office just trying to do her job. And she's like, all right, could you please step on the scale? She's like, no, actually, uh, I won't be doing that today. And she's like, okay, well, I need to like know your weight to put it in your chart. She's like, yeah, well, I'm not here for my weight. I'm here for a regular checkup. And you can just see like the fucking hatred in this nurse's face. And then she's like, well, could you just like not look at the numbers, maybe step on it backwards? She's like, "Mm, no. And she's being such a bitch about it. Well, and that's then, the other thing with them that's wrong with them is they're so fucking rude. And entitled as yeah. fuck. And then yeah. the nurse is like, well, I need to know your weight to give you proper doses of medication for all these other reasons. She's like, yeah, well, that's not what I'm here for. And just walks away. And she's like, see, that's how it's done. I just write down elephant. Yeah. Broke elephant scale. See me. Yeah. It was too dangerous <laughs> for floor of max, office building. Max scale hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> High score. Think, so this is the problem is that. People who know that they're on the outer fringes of acceptable whatever, right? The trannies, the disgustingly fat people, all these people. They are over the top with like – they don't just go to the doctor and just live a normal life. Like, hey, I'm fat and I'm okay with it. Okay, fine. Be fat and okay with it. I don't fucking care. But if you're going to make it a problem – that's the issue is that they make it a problem and they demand we need to be represented. So we need to be in Victoria's Secret. You need to have the plus size models. We need to be on the – we need to be in play – what is that Playboy? But the uh, swimsuit edition. We need to make the plus size swimsuit thing for Sports Illustrated. It's like they've made such a big freaking deal and all these idiot woke people who are scared of losing money and scared of being sued all bow down to these idiots instead of going, no, fuck you. You're fucking disgusting. I'm not going to fucking do it. Well, like a perfect example is like if you go into a any athletic store clothing brand, like whatever you – Lululemon or Under Armour, whatever, Nike, you see like these athletic wear mannequins and they're fucking huge. And I'm like, dude, these two things do not go together. Yeah. I promise your clientele is not coming in here to buy jogging pants. Yeah, and how many of those do they actually sell? Probably fucking zero. Yeah. Oh, I bet they, those fucking fatties love to stuff themselves in well, something hey, like a fucking sausage. Well, hey, props to the uh, R&D program for designing material that can stretch, stretch. and maintain rigidity stretch that much. <laughs> well, they previously used to uh, weatherproof tanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's like, every, now it's every, used for leggings. Everybody has to be a part of something. No, it's like you said when the whole Vax bullshit was going out. It's yeah. like, is this what you choose to fall on your sword for and be yeah. a part of? Is sword? Well, is this the hill you they can't be a part on? of anything else, so that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's they can't be a part of anything else. else going on in their front And because no one goes, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, if you don't fit in the plane seat, you see what happens is you don't get to fly. Or you or can buy another seat. You can buy another seat. So either you don't get to fly... Or you can buy another seat. Either one of those are perfectly acceptable to us. And if an airline actually stepped out and did that, and all the airlines did that, then you wouldn't have to worry about this stupid shit. They're all afraid to. And you know what else I they're think- afraid of? They're afraid of their employees suffering the wrath. I mean, who's the one that has to look at somebody and go, you're about 18 inches too wide? Yeah, hey, man. I think there so should you know. be a standard set for the weight limit for how much you can weigh to buy a ticket. Well, there is for how much luggage I can take. How come I can't take an oversized bag that goes in the cargo thing below the plane? Well, I will tell you this shit for a fact. So the normal human has to pick it up. All the, the bags underneath are weighed. Yeah. 
the bags up top, it's an estimate, and the people up top is an estimate. And I yeah. will tell you right now, our estimates are way low. We are overloading every fucking airplane. Guaranteed. And that's scary. Are fat people going to make us crash, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Serious news. There's factors of safety. <clears throat> According to Southwest pilot Daryl Walton, fat people will cause plane wrecks. <laughs> that's an official statement. I thought, he worked, oh, I thought he worked for Frontier. According to Frontier Airlines pilot Daryl Walton. <laughs> or was it Spirit that was you it Spirit? for? Spirit? Oh, maybe, maybe United. I don't know. United. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it honestly is like a real thing. I mean, it, it's like any aircraft. I mean, you get two or three I, of I think them about on Helos, there. right? Like on Helos, flying around, spending a little bit of time being on helicopters, like, pretty fucking serious about the weight limits that can and cannot go on that oh, yeah. bird. Like what elevation do we have to fly at? What's the, you yeah. know, what, what's the air density? What's our load? How much fuel do we have? How far do we have to go? And they'll be like, hey, you can't, like we only get to put six guys on this one. We normally put 10 guys on that one. That's that's cool. So this time, see, we're putting six because if we put 10, we're going to not, we're going to not make it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to be able to clear that mountain or we're not going to fucking take off because of the air density here. So it's like, if, if we know that on a, I'll say a smaller scale, much less powerful aircraft like a rotor wing, even it on a giant jet airliner, I can still imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and over time, the average customer weight has gone up. But I'll tell you, leave in certain places, like in the Midwest, where they think potatoes are vegetables. Yeah, right. Oh, dude. Yeah, we're overloading those airplanes. Yeah. I mean, you got to... And so how does that affect you? Is that like gas, time? I mean, all the above. Drag? Yeah, everything. I just can't imagine being one of these people. <clears throat> I remember when I was a kid... I was hanging out with a friend of mine. His dad had come into the kitchen. Wow, Daryl. To like get something to time. get a drink of water or something like that. And he and he didn't have a shirt on. And he had this big gut. And he was probably at the time about he was an old guy back then. He was like 40, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> jokes on you, I Yeah, <laughs> jokes on me. And so I'm looking at him and I remember going, I will never look like that. I will never look like that. Like, I'm going to have enough self-respect to go, if I look down at myself and go, man. I can't see my feet. <laughs> I can't see, yeah, my fucking belt line. Like, I, yeah. I'm never going to look like that. I'm just never going to fucking do it because it's fucking gross and it's unhealthy and I don't want to be part of those people. And I don't think that they should be, they should not have any kind of special privileges. Why are we giving special privileges to not special people? I think they you should. You want to give special privileges to people? Give give special privileges to people who did something worth fucking noting. Not being a disgusting, fat fucking pig. That is not worth giving anybody a special fucking privilege for. Cutting off their dick. That is not a special privilege. Dressing up as the other gender. That is not a special privilege. You are not a special person. You are a fucking degenerate. You are a waste of all the things that it took. The best part of you ran down your fucking mom's ass crack. <laughs> I love that saying. You're a butt baby, aren't you? Unbelievable. All right. I'm off that. Wow. Moving on. This is going to be a long show, isn't gun it? Gun left in high school bathroom by off-duty cop on Long Island. Awesome. A gun was found in a school bathroom on Long Island Monday evening. This is last week. The gun belonged to an off-duty member of the Suffolk County Police Department. Janitor, custodian, excuse me, found it in the bathroom. What is an off-duty officer doing in the school, said a resident. <laughs> what a quote. That's the very next line in the story. <laughs> so I remember uh, I, could, I could tell you probably 20 or more examples of hearing about people, including law enforcement, leaving their guns in bathrooms. 
Um, in fact, when I was living in Prescott, we had two different Prescott police officers leave their guns in bathrooms. One was at a Fry's, and he got a call while he's on the john and runs out without his gun. And the second one was, oh, man, it was another conven- – it was like a convenience store. And then we had the chief of police down in Prescott Valley Police Department uh, leave his gun during an interview. He took his gun off and put it – on the uh, bookshelf at the fucking public library, and then he left that shit behind, so someone found his pistol. Oh, my gosh. fucking library. Just looking for the next Harry Potter book, and boom, there's a pistol. <laughs> Kapow, I got a Glock. <laughs> How come I never go to the library? If I knew there were Glocks floating around the oh, library, yeah. I would go to the library all the fucking time. I feel like that's how people from the UK picture, like, American libraries. Like, <laughs> this is the Glock section of the library. <laughs> Over here, we got some CZs. <laughs> well, it's crazy to me. I remember uh, years ago, I was teaching a concealed weapons class up at a little survival shop in Prescott. And the owner of the shop, who professed to be this great gun, and I always love when people are self-professed gun people because they're usually just absolutely fucking stupid as fuck. Is he the guy that had the giant armored vehicle up front? There was a shop there and dude had a, I don't even know, it's like he owned a fucking civilian MRAP or something. I don't think so. <clears throat> okay. I don't think Curious. so. But um, I don't remember it. It's possible with the that, kind of guy this was. After that I guy stopped, was weird. I started teaching with him, uh, teaching at his place a little bit and offering some classes to his clients. And the guy turned out to be a raging fucking asshole, so it didn't work out. But um, what was interesting is he's telling – I'm teaching a concealed weapons class there. And he tells – he interrupts. It's his shop, right? And tells this story about how he was at somebody's – house and left his fucking gun in their bathroom and then was like driving to go get his kids from school or something and then remembered like had to race back and get his pistol and how hey that kind of stuff happens and so i'm like listening to the story and i'm like what and then he's all done and i'm like yeah so now we're going to talk about the five firearm safety rules one of which is have control your firearm at all times uh yeah it's not really that common to leave firearms behind and i'm like trying to find a way to like say exactly what i want to say without stepping on this guy too much because he is hosting our classes and in the end i just had to say like th- it's not this that's actually not common that's not a common experience uh, i actually don't know anyone else uh, who's just left their gun behind um, i'm sorry it, that's not common and then i i remember in the class i was talking about like that you know there's a difference between incorporating a gun in your life as part of your lifestyle and just having a gun you know and if you just have a gun you might forget it if you incorporate the gun as part of your lifestyle, you're not you're not going to forget it. <clears throat> Why in what train of thought is that a good story to tell? Yeah, that's exact was my exact question after like, class. I'm like, dude, what, don't please don't tell that story in my class. Well, it's kind of normal stuff. No, it's no, no, it is not. No, it's not. That's and not you fucking left normal. Your fucking gun somewhere. And so the again, it's like this cop leaving his gun behind. I'm sorry, you're fired. How the fuck can I trust this guy on a call? How the fuck can I trust this guy to go out there and handle the general public? How the fuck can I trust this guy to do fucking anything right when he literally can't even keep his gear accounted for and probably one of the most potentially dangerous pieces of his gear accounted for? You're fired. You're fucking fired. It's fucking retarded. Well, maybe it wasn't one of the, you know, the new cops, the... The immigrant cops, that the illegal alien cops that they're allowing now. Maybe he forgot it because he doesn't know the uh, firearm the, safety the, rules. The DACA? Isn't yeah, that what they're the calling? DACA oh, cops. Jesus. Yeah, the DACA cops and LAPD. So LAPD, 
uh, is trying to figure out how to accommodate the new DACA officers who can't own firearms because they're not actual legal citizens of America. So in order to get more cops, LAPD has hired a whole fucking bunch of these DACA people. So actually one of one of my friends who works at a um, uh, an air um, airvac medevac, thank you, fucking brain for catching up to me. The uh, works at a medevac, a civilian medevac. It was saying that yeah, they they're already have and it's here in Arizona. They're already having DACA people come here and trying to get jobs. And they're like, they're not qualified candidates because the biggest thing they lack is, I don't know, citizenship. Oh, and the the very first thing you did when you entered the U.S. was break the fucking law. Yeah. Jesus. Cool. Great. Rad. Let LAPD burn to the ground. Let let the whole fucking city burn. In California specifically, there's tons of cases of, you know, a shit ton of weapons being caught at the Mexico border that are being driven there by police officers yeah. that are selling them to the cartel. Mm. And it's like now, and I'm not saying that everyone that comes from Mexico is in the cartel, but it'd be very convenient for someone to get into the States and then get into a job in law enforcement in order to facilitate that kind of stuff. I don't know. Crazy idea, but you know, what the fuck are they thinking? They're not, they, they don't care. It, they, this is, in my opinion, this is all just part of the fucking plan, dude. Stabilize, destabilize from within. Look, here's the thing. We've been for years, <laughs> It's frustrating to look back and go, okay, how does America destabilize countries the same way that we're destabilizing our own? Yeah. This is all by design, dude. It's all by fucking design. So. Do you have any good know. news? No, I'm not. <laughs> no. I don't have any good news. Okay. <laughs> um, California DOJ releases new emergency regulations on CCWs, dropping the NRA certification for instructors. So where you used to be able to get, you know, California's CCW program has been pretty short-lived. And all this happening with the DOJs, they're doing everything they can to shut this down. They've made the process as difficult as possible. And now they have decided that they are going to eliminate NRA certifications. And not that that's a great certification, but it's it's kind of like a standard across the country. I I think that law also includes USCCA certifications. It may. If I'm not. Yeah, Yeah. it it might. It doesn't say that in this article, but this is also an NRA. It's on the NRA website. Uh, But basically, the Supreme Court recently ruled that states have to issue CCWs. California is now saying that there's only one of three entities that can issue your CCW. So get this shit. Option one, a government agency itself, which, of course, isn't going to give civilians any kind of training courses. Option two, a post-certified firearms instructor, which isn't going to fucking happen because you don't get a lot of those guys running around. Uh, Or three, an accredited school in the state of Arizona, which means... State of California? I'm sorry, California. Because... um, how are you going to have an accredited school that allows firearms on campus? So they specifically did this to make it impossible. It's like, okay, now there's more hoops to jump through, fuckers. And the state of California has now gone against the U.S. Supreme Court. So my guess is what comes next is the U.S. Supreme Court laying down the law, as it were. That's what I hope fucking happens if it doesn't happen then why the fuck are we even still doing this yeah why, why does it even matter anymore if states can just do what they want and are not listen to the supreme court isn't that why we have the supreme court and if, if the state's going to do whatever it wants especially in relation to constitutional considerations 
it's like we're so far past time taking shit back. We're so fucking far past time. On that note, Whiskey Rebellion stickers <laughs> with Rebellion now written on the fucking sticker <clears throat> are going to be available. When are you posting those up, Drew? Uh, today. Post them up today. So we got, and they're small. They're nice. They're, they're fun-sized. Instead of being giant stickers, they're going to take up tons of room. You can go around and slap these bad boys everywhere you want. Yep. I'm thinking about making, maybe making just a sticker that says Rebellion and just putting them everywhere in town, all over the place. Like a sticker campaign. <laughs> Slap them on everything. All public. If we, if our taxes paid for it, you get a fucking sticker that says rebellion on it. I agree. I like this idea. And then have trainingaz.com on there? Probably not. Oh. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe a little bit more anonymity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see another run of the Don't Trust Politicians one. The yeah. shirts? Oh, the stickers. Oh, the stickers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we need some more Don't Trust Politicians. Sticker. We should take that sticker and the Rebellion sticker and stick them everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like we're, people, we're so far past time. It's like just, how, this should have uh, happened 100 years ago, to be honest. People made those. Joe Biden did that sticker at the gas pumps. I did that, yeah. Those I, did that. I did that, I did that with his finger they pointing They were everywhere <laughs> for a while. I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah, I mean, gas price. It's funny because people are like, oh, thank God gas prices are coming down. No, they're not. No, they're not. We're paying three. We're still. I'm dollar. still paying almost four fucking dollars a gallon for yeah. diesel. Oh, it went up four four bucks and then down thirty cents. Yo, oh, wow, look, it's dropping. Great. You were just <laughs> used not? to fucking five dollars, and yeah. now it's like, oh, thank God they they brought it down to. Oh, three. thank God for these humanitarians. Fucking fuck assholes, here. man. Fucking stupid ass people. All right, uh, independence training gear moment on body med kit carry options. So yesterday we were teaching concealed carry concepts. And um, part of the program is responding to a couple of different medical scenarios, two live fire, one force on force. And at the end, having to respond to a medical scenario away from all the gear, away from all the equipment, and kind of what you carry is what you got. So some people just took our standard training kits and strapped them on their belt. We have an AFAC that they can use. They can throw that around their ankle if they want to kind of practice from the ankle kit a little bit. But it really brings to light, like when I think it really helps people understand, man, if I'm here and I'm bleeding to death or this person that I care about is bleeding to death and I don't have anything to stop that, even if I have to run over there and to the range tables, which is 30 yards, that's 30 yards there, get the gear 30 yards back. Even if that takes 30 seconds, that, that's potentially the difference between life and death in a catastrophic bleeding wound. Keep your med kits on your body, or at the very least, within arm's reach of your body. They have to be in a bag or whatever. Keep med gear with you. Vacuum seal a or Ziploc baggie, a flat pack bandage, and two gauze, and you have a better trauma kit than most people will ever have in their whole fucking life. And that's the size of what? A cell phone, a wallet, something a like that? cell phone. Easy. And, you know, our vacuum sealer can suck that down to easily the size of a cell phone. And you're talking $10 in supplies. It, this is not a cost prohibitive thing. This is not difficult to fucking do. So keep your med kit with you. No one is coming to save you. And the quality of people who are coming to save you may not be what you fucking hope it is. We have a nationwide shortage of paramedics, EMTs, firefighters, police officers, doctors, nurses, everybody. Been an exodus out of public service and the medical world. 
So the people you get may not be the people that you fucking want. And they may not be skilled. And they may not even know what you know. Maybe they may not even be able to use tourniquets maybe, or wound packing. Maybe their third call is an EMT basic. Yep. Yep. It's terrifying. Independence Training Moment brought to you by trainingaz.com. All right. Our topic for this week. Our end of the year wrap-up. Now, we tallied up the shows for last year. It's like we do every year. We broke them down into six topics. Topic number one was emergency preparation or preparedness of any kind. 17 shows. I like seeing that number. That was our our number one show. (laughs) Second most popular shows that we did were firearms-based. 13 of those. Then mental strength. We spent more time on mental strength and kind of like, you know, mental health this year than normal. Eight episodes on that. Then med, which was only five. And I have to apologize for this one (laughs) because at the end of last year, we said we're going to do so many more med shows. Which we did. And somehow we didn't fucking do that. I don't know how the fuck that happened. So I'm going to re-promise my promise that next year we're going to start January with some med shows and we're going to do more med shows because I'm sorry. We totally fucked up and we did not do that. So what I actually want to do next year, I was thinking about this, um, is I want to do actual like class presentations on the show. Like I want to teach people through the show how we like do a class. That that's what I want to do next year. So we're gonna work on that. We should do that like we'll once start a in month. January. Yeah. Yes. That oh. way we can hold ourselves accountable for Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sorry man. Last year 12. we were like, we're gonna do so many more that shows we did fucking five. Which I sorry think about that. we even did more the previous year than this yeah. year. Probably Drew's fault. So anyways uh fitness <laughs> was what? The uh, fuck? what? <laughs> what? Fitness. <laughs> Fitness and combatives were tied at three each. So we didn't really talk. And now here's the thing. All of these things get talked about every show, or every show damn near, right? Like we talk about fitness all the fucking time. We talked about it a little bit today. Like don't be a fat, disgusting piece of shit, for example. I don't know how that's talking about fitness, but just be fit, you fucking pigs. Well, and then right? I have it's my implied. fitness tip or whatever it is. <laughs> it's implied. It's implied. So, yeah, you know, I think next year we'll, we're just going to do a lot more med. Firearms is going to be what it is. It's called the Arms Room Show, man. We're going to talk about guns and shit. Uh, we'll probably do a few more fitness shows, and we'll definitely be doing uh, some more med shows. So look at that. So there you go. There's the numbers. Those are the numbers for uh, for last year. So I'll post those up on the uh, social media. Thing. But we also do a lot of these based off of listener requests, right? So That is true. So, I mean, so if you don't request shows. The, the emergency preparedness hey, number hey, surprised Yeah, me. fuck you guys. It's your <laughs> fault. You didn't request any fucking med show. Yeah, it's all these goddamn emergency prep and firearm shows you're requesting. Yeah, let's blame other people. <laughs> yeah. Is this what it's like to be a Democrat? Yeah. Fuck yeah, it feels good. That's yeah, not my fault, you fuckers. It's everyone else's fault. <laughs> no, but Daryl is, is right. It's listener requests. On how we do a lot of our shows. Yes, it and is. What I'm saying there is I love that emergency preparedness number because that shows me people are starting to think about more than just the gun. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I would say out of those 17, I'll bet almost all of them were listener requested. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do some shows that aren't listener requested just because we have guests or whatever, but um, yeah. So request shows. Email us, info at trainingaz.com. If there's a topic or a specific thing you want to hear about, we can't know what you want to hear about. Unless you tell us. And we're happy to do that. We get a few requests. Sometimes I'll get one request and I'm like, that's a great fucking idea. And then I'll do that show. Just a good idea. So something to think about. All right. 
end of the year on unfinished episodes, what we're doing this week. And basically what we're going to do is each one of us is going to take uh, a few minutes to go over Am I going to put a timer on for you idiots? How long has the show been going right now? Where are we at? 30 36 minutes? minutes. 36. All right. So another 30 minutes. So there's I mean, we're not an hour 30, in before starting the topic. So 30 <laughs> divided by four. We're doing well. If I carry the two, <laughs> we get like, uh, fuck. Yeah, put a timer on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my show, uh, we'll do like. like 10 minutes know. each? No, because we got we got that. Five minutes yeah, each? Like, yeah, like seven. Let's go seven. Seven? Okay. And we're going to let Glenn go first? Uh, I'm putting a timer <laughs> on right now. Okay. Glenn, are you ready? <laughs> Set. <coughs> I'm gonna push the timer. All right, time. Don't don't tease me. Don't it's take, timing. Take, oh, time. Oh. Now I lost five seconds. We started. Fine. All right. My show is from <laughs> January the 16th, so all the way. Ready? Go. I already started. Uh, oh my god. Okay. So uh, this is from January the 16th, and it's the dad bods episode. And I wanted to take this episode because I wanted to talk about um, being an example. You know, when we, when we talked about that episode, our big take on that was that the concept of a dad bod, that a dad bod being this fat, disgusting person or this, you know, guy with a beard gut or some dude who looks like shit or whatever is incredibly inaccurate. And it further it, – it, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier with fat people and all that. It just further pushes that idea that it's okay to be lazy, that it's okay to be useless. That it's okay to be stupid, that it's okay to be weak, and it's okay to not have purpose. It's okay that you just go to work and come home and plop down on the couch and crack open a beer with your beer gut and, you know, here, kid, come over here, I'll play a little game with you, and then you go outside and I got to go to sleep or whatever. Like, that, that idea of dads is fucking disgusting. That was not my dad. That was not his dad. That's not me as a dad. The dad bod concept to me is you should be able to kill anyone at a moment's fucking notice. You should be able to dig a big fucking hole at a moment's notice. You should be able to build shit in the backyard at a moment's fucking notice. You should be able to go on a hike or a run or a bike ride or anything with your kids at a moment's notice. And if you can't, you're fucked up. I don't care how old you are. I'm 40 and I outperform people that are half my fucking age. So, no, I'm not into the fucking dad bod idea of a dad bod making it okay to be lazy. It's the exact opposite to me. A dad bod gives you no excuse to be lazy. Being a dad should force you to be the best possible example of physical, mental, and emotional fitness that you can possibly be for your kids. And for your family, you now as a dad lead your family. Now, if that includes a spouse, then you're an example to them as well. And don't be upset, guys, as you're letting yourself go if your spouse lets herself go or vice versa. If you're a lady, let, you know, you let yourself go. Don't be surprised if your guy lets his self go. You have to be an example as the leader of a family, which men are leaders of the family, as that if you are not being a good example to your kids then you're wrong. You're fucked up. And your, your bod doesn't have to have rippling abs. You don't have to have a six pack. You don't have to have, you know, whatever, 12 inch biceps, but you need to be capable of doing anything short of like actual physical disabilities. I appreciate there's dads who have like 
crippling fucking injuries and shit. I'm not saying that. I'm not talking to those guys. They, they're they probably already kicking ass and don't need my fucking motivational speech. I'm saying to anyone who is fully capable and isn't utilizing it. When I look at my friends who have prosthetic limbs from a variety of different situations and they're out there skydiving and rock climbing and doing cool shit with their spouses and their kids and then I see some you know, both arms, both legs, fat motherfucker. I want him to die. In reality, that's what I want. I don't want these people on my planet anymore. I wish the saber-toothed cat was here so it could just eat all these motherfuckers because I'm so fucking sick of people being lazy and calling that a good example. So don't do that. Be, a, be the best possible example that you can be as a dad to the people that you are a dad to. Or if you're not a dad yet, or maybe you're never going to be a dad, then be an example to the people who look up to you or look at you as someone that is an example in their life. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew, or it's a cousin, or it's your friend's kid, or it's maybe your friend, someone who looks at you as an example. And at the very least, if you have a significant other, they look at you as an example. Don't be some fucking sitcom dad. Nobody wants sitcom dad. Where am I at with time? Is that good? Uh, you have two minutes and 36 seconds. <clears throat> Left? Yeah. Holy wow. shit. This is a fucking amazing time. All right. I can keep going. <clears throat> so to do that, here's, I'm going to give you guys a basic like standard of practice. So here's my physical fitness standards that I think every middle-aged man should be able to do. Again, assuming we don't have crippling disabilities, in which case modify, okay? And, and, I'm, and if you have a question about that, hit me up and I'll help you modify it. But here's my standards for what I think you, you should be able to do. You should be able to run three miles without stopping. No time standard. You should be able to run three miles without stopping. You should be able to sprint balls out for a quarter of a mile, 440 yards, fast as you fucking can for a quarter of a mile. It's one lap around the track, as fast as you fucking can, right? And also run three minutes Without stopping. I don't care which, I don't care if it's a fucking 12-minute mile. It doesn't matter. You should be able to run nonstop for three miles. You should be able to do the Army Ruck Standard. That should not be fucking hard for you. It's walking, bros. It's walking. They don't even require varied terrain. It's just flat walking with a little bit of weight on your back. Imagine you're carrying your child to safety. All right? It's not the Ruck. Army Ruck Standard is not hard. If you don't know what it is, Google that shit. Army Ruck Standard. It's really fucking easy, I think. You should be able to accomplish the Army Ruck Standard. When it comes to your personal fitness, as far as like muscular strength and all that, I believe everyone should be able to drop and do 50 push-ups right now. If you can't do 50 push-ups, you're fucked up. You need to fix that. You should be able to do 50 sit-ups right now. You should be able to do five dead hang pull-ups. That kip faggotry, leave that fucking shit in those faggot-ass gyms. All right? Dead hang, five fucking pull-ups. That's my physical fitness standard. Like, if I ever fall short of that, I admonish myself and I fix that fucking problem. And on the regular, to Drew will attest, I will just randomly do anywhere from 50 to 100 fucking push-ups. Mm -hmm. Just to still make sure I can fucking do this. And I knock them the fuck out. And they are perfect fucking form. Like, there's no fucking reason as an adult you should not, as an adult man, you should not be able to fucking do that. So that's a good physical standard. That's Now you're like, dude, I'm so much better than that. Fucking radical. Go harder then. But that's a baseline of what I think everybody, every male out there should be able to fucking accomplish. <clears throat> and that's higher than the PT standards for any law enforcement agency, and it's higher than the PT standards for any military organization, as it should be. And you know what the cool thing about all the things you just said? 
You don't need a gym membership. That's right. You don't need any special shit. That's right. And you can do it in a couple minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me you don't fucking have time. Exactly. Or the money. That's why I chose those Here's standards. Your time. Right. So that's I why took, I, I took 30 seconds. That's why I chose those standards <laughs> because you don't have to have anything to do them. Yep. You could do them in a fucking jail cell. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have anything to fucking do them. All right, Daryl, what do you got? All right, hold on, hold on. Timer's up. All right, go. Timer's coming. All right, uh, mine comes from September 4th, and it was the vehicle go bags and EDC. And uh, what spurred this on? A couple things. Number one, we were teaching concealed carry concepts yesterday and talking about uh, signaling for med, and we asked people, hey, who has flares? Who has strobes? Who has reflective vests in their vehicle? And all the instructors raised their hand, and none of the students did. And this is after, I'm pretty sure all those folks are listeners too. Yeah, I'm calling you Mm -hmm. out. Um, and this was on September 4th. We talked about this. Another thing I was, I was on a trip finding the end of the internet, got on YouTube and looked at a couple vehicle EDC videos from some big names. I won't mention who, and all it was, was, oh, here's my AR and here's my second AR and here's my night vision. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, where's your battery boost? Where's your air compressor? Yeah. You know, and just, it pissed me off because these big names are going out here and saying, this is my vehicle EDC. So I broke it down to a few different categories here. Just to rehack it, most of it was covered in that show. <clears throat> a couple things I'll add to it. But uh, number one, vehicle selection and appearance. Uh, if you can handle, afford a four-wheel drive, both in cost and gas, highly, highly recommend doing that. There have been so many instances of folks caught on highways in traffic jams where all they would have to do is just you turn out through the median, mm-hmm. jump a couple of curbs, and get the fuck out. And now they're not stuck in the snowstorm in the traffic jam anymore. Um so if it's possible for you to afford that, go ahead and do it. Not necessary, though. Also, your vehicle appearance. Stop the Glock stickers. Stop the Molen Labia stickers. Stop the stick figure families. You're giving too much fucking information out mm-hmm. to people. By a lot. By a lot. And you know what that stuff tells people? All the stuff I'm going to cover here next is we're going to load our car up with our EDC. And, you know, you, you see these guys who have these EDC backpacks with all this shit in. It's like, are you really going to carry that every day? Well, guess what? You've got a giant metal fucking backpack with four wheels that you're in every day and you spend a lot of time in. If you're like me, I, shit, I spend more time there than I do in a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're able to conceal that stuff in the vehicle and have a lot of gear available for your, for your uh, use there. So, yeah. All right. So the categories I have, starting with basic car stuff. So... Let's look at phone chargers, right? Uh, just that standard stuff day to day. Do you have a basic, basic toolkit? Can you handle basic car emergencies and fixing shit? How about that? Can you locate certain things in your car? Yeah. Like a you, starter solenoid do you or know, an yeah. alternator. <clears throat> do you know where your spare tire is? Do you know where your jack is? Do you, you know your tire iron? Do you know where all that stuff is? You probably want to know that stuff. And if you don't, you should probably have and get that stuff. Here's one that I think is uh, two things that I think are after the basic car stuff are really, really overlooked. And number one is uh, safety. Just like we said yesterday, uh, I think all of us carry a reflective vest Mm -hmm. in our vehicle. Easily accessible when you're on the highway, shit breaks down, you have a blowout, something like that. You reach in, you put that on. There's a reason road workers wear it. So people can see you. And on top of that, we all carry strobes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty easy. 20 bucks on Amazon. You can get a set of three or four strobes. They work off a AA battery. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, we don't like road flares. Number one, they burn out quick. And if you're mm-hmm. in a high fire danger area like Arizona, I don't want to be starting a fucking wildfire on the side of the mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. So, um, But we've got <clears> some 
crazy bright strobes. Some of them are magnetic. You can slap them to the side of a metal vehicle, a street sign, something like that. 20 bucks, not hard stuff to have. Uh, then what a lot of people I don't think think about is environmental. <clears throat> and when I say environmental, anyone ever been wearing shorts and tried to change a tire in August in Phoenix? Fuck all that noise. I have. Going knees on the ground when it's cooking your fucking skin? Skirt and heel, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> I will say stuff I carry. I think about this. So in the summer in Arizona, I have a half cut down uh, sleeping mat, foam sleeping mat. So if I have to get down on the ground under my vehicle or get down on my knees to do any maintenance on the vehicle, I don't burn my shit off. What else do I have? I have a big fucking umbrella. Not just for the rain, but anyone just go into the shade in the sun in the desert, mm -hmm. instant 10 to 15 degrees cooler in shade. If I can add something to my rubber mats, I've got those WeatherTech yeah. heavy fucking duty rubber mats. Front seat and back seat of my truck. I can pull oh, yeah. those things yeah, out. Yeah, pull those suckers They're out. They're not Hell that yeah. fucking hard to pull out. All oh, those WeatherTech mats are great. <clears> They're amazing. Yeah. But yeah, my point awesome. is to or kneel on them or lay on them yeah. if I got to do something. But I mean, the BL is, are you thinking about this shit, right? Um, yep. Yeah, think water. about the environmental. So now let's think about environmental. I used to live in Alaska. You couldn't find a car without extra winter clothes, mm -hmm. without some sort of heater, whether it be sterno cans, stuff like that, stuff that you could do inside a vehicle and not mm -hmm. fucking carbon monoxide yourself out. Right. Um, but you weren't going to find anyone in Alaska like that. So whether you're extreme cold, extreme heat, extreme wet, think about that shit and have stuff to deal with that in your vehicle. <clears throat> uh, med. So you should be carrying in your vehicle. We just talked about med carry on body. Well, most of us carry the ankle kits. Mm -hmm. Well, shit. What if my vehicle crushes and I'm stuck and I can't get to my ankle? Do I have something in my car? Number one, I can give immediate medical care. That first M in March, right? So for me, I think you guys do back of the headrest, right? Yeah. That you can reach from the driver's seat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have one on my passenger side visor that's a breakaway that I can get to a basic trauma kit there. I also have extraction tools with an arm's reach. I have a glass breaker. I have a seatbelt cutter on my driver's side visor. Hmm. I can get there and make sure this shit is secured. Otherwise, it's going to become a projectile in a wreck. Um, on top of that, I think we all carry bigger kits too for handling stuff alongside the road. So... You know, it's your choice whether you want to stop and help somebody on the side of the road. Mm. Um, I personally carry a kit where I can handle four to five people, even if I'm driving by myself, so I can stop and render aid. <clears throat> awesome. What about navigation? Everyone follows the fucking blue line on their phone all the time. Uh, do we know how to use paper maps anymore? Anyone? Uh, funny you mention that. I just bought paper maps. Good for you. Drew's nice. got a whole paper map set up. I got an paper atlas for every state, and then I have the red paper map for Arizona. Awesome. So after our last discussion, yes, have... absolutely. So yeah, those I think they're Rand McNally, those red yeah. yep, books. That's yeah. the one that I got. I love those things. So I they're have like three dollars yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Everyone should have them yep. in their vehicles. And they're they're really neat because they'll have like a whole state. Then I'll have all the major mm -hmm. cities in there, right? Yep. And then so, yeah, my rule is, is the state I'm living in, I have that, and I have every state that touches it mm -hmm. around the perimeter. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I've got Nevada, California, New Mexico, uh, Colorado, all in my truck. So if I'm, you know, doing a road trip out, I can just hop in the truck and go. I don't need to go find that shit, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, Your uh, timer is up. I'll give you a couple minutes. Okay, cool. A couple uh, minutes? A minute. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> all right. So a uh, <laughs> couple more things. Maintenance and tools. Yes, we talked about a basic toolkit. Other things to think about. Do you have a tire repair kit? Do you have extraction tools if you decide to help people in some sort of a wreck? I had a buddy the other day say to me, he's like, yeah, I was. we were out, and this guy just pulled this axe out of his truck. And mm -hmm. I'm like, why do you even have an axe in your truck? I'm like, 
Why the fuck why you don't have an you have an axe in your truck? <laughs> yeah, man, why don't you? And, uh, yeah, just like Jesus Christ. Uh, stuff I carry. Now, granted, I do, ca- I do drive a truck, so I've got a lot more room. And to also to mention this, all my stuff is out of sight. Mm. If you looked in the back, so, well, I've got a bunch of shit because I've been living out of my truck for about a week and a half. But if you were to look in on a normal day, you would not be able to see any of this stuff looking in the window. It's under the seats. It's in the seat back pockets. Mm. Uh, the only thing you'll see is I've got a couple water cans and an empty gas can. Empty gas can in the back of my truck uh, tied down. But that's it. That's what you can see. Uh, with your additional tools and all that, don't bring your great shit in case your truck's broken into or your mm. car's broken into. This is where I take my maybe useful and workable but mediocre stuff. This is my Harbor Freight tools mm-hmm. is where I'm putting there just in case it's stolen. Talk about protection. Everybody's like, I got my gun and my truck gun and all this shit. How about just extra ammo for your freaking carry gun? All right, your minute's up. All right, fine. (laughs) All right. I carry extra ammo for my carry gun in my my vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ridiculous about carrying ammo. Extra mags ever. I never want to run out. It's terrifying. All right. I had survival and comms. We can talk about that another day. We should just do a whole show on survival and comms. Comms specifically. Well, I mean, I'm at four vehicle, you know, what to carry there. But anyway, don't go, my last point, don't go all out on protection and forget about this other shit. Yeah. Think about your basic human needs. Think about the risk reality matrix. And yeah. Prepare. Prepare. Yes. No one's coming to save you. Gabe, seven minutes. Okay. So don't know the exact date of mine because my computer's now dead and I can't look at it. Which episode is it? I'll find it for you. It is the plate carrier or load-bearing vest for the regular person one. I'll find it. You'd keep talking. Keep talking. Seven okay. minutes yeah. are running. Damn it, Drew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck around, dude. Okay, so uh, first point, kind of broke it down in a few points, is don't overcomplicate it. Uh, see a lot of, like, complex setups because we see so many students. May 29th. May 29th. We see a lot of different setups because we see so many students, but um, some of them are kind of complex. They got a lot going on. Um, and that kind of stuff can be harder and harder to navigate, even if you are used to your kit as soon as, you know, the lights go out or you are maybe a little bit confused or dazed or you've taken an impact or something like that. So keep it simple. Um, make it contextual. That's probably the number one thing that we see is stuff being on any type of equipment that is not <coughs> contextually driven whatsoever. And we use the example like flashbang pouches on the back all the time and you're bug out playing is just by yourself because you're single single bachelor. And it's like, okay, well, that's completely useless for you now. Mm. Or lots of different other kinds of stuff like that. Um, understand that you don't have to take up every piece of molly on your gear. You know, leave some space for either mission-specific stuff. That way you can throw that on there. Um, or stuff that you might find along the way that you end up just lashing to a chest rig or a backpack or whatever. Kind of leads me to my next point. Utilize a backpack. You don't have to carry everything all the time, right? I want the ability to, maybe I don't need this for this, I throw it in the backpack, or I do need this and I take it out of the backpack and I add it to my equipment and go from there. Um, Prioritize your ammo capabilities, the ability to carry ammo, med, and some type of sustainment or GP. In my book, those are two different things. Sustainment is like my little survival blowout kits and a GP is just a GP. It's my Skittles pouch or whatever. Water, comms, doesn't matter. But I kind of differentiate those as a statement or items that I need. And GP is just GP. Um, and then consider contrast of kit for specific items. So maybe if you're running all coyote gear, your med kits are Ranger Green or Green, or your med kits are Multicam. That way, 
they stand out and there's different colors and materials that look different under nods. So if you are running nods, take that into consideration. Um, and so you don't look like other people who also might be wearing kit, possibly all multicam kit. Mm -hmm. Do with that information what you will. The biggest ones will be pressure test your equipment and your setups. And that doesn't mean just putting it on and LARPing in your house. That's getting under vehicles, moving around, bending, hiking, all those types of ac activities that people don't normally do when they put on their kit. They're like, okay, cool. I got my kit set up. This is what it is because it looks like what so-and-so posted so it works. And then they don't ever move around or throw on a backpack or go up a mountain. And then they realize, wow, this really fucking hurts. Or I don't like how this is poking me here. Okay, well, now imagine that for three days. Like your sides are going to be raw or whatever it might be. And then mobility over everything. As soon as you start putting on kit, your mobility immediately starts going down. So if you're going to set up your kit in a way, make sure it's promoting mobility instead of making it more difficult. And that's all I have. You have three minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. So Gabe actually just did a video um, that we posted up on the Instagram for Independence Training about like the three primary concepts of setting up a chest rig and, you know, some considerations. And I, I will say from a educational standpoint, the number one issue that we generally see when people are setting up their gear is that they fill up all the space. They fill up all the pouches. They fill up all the all the webbing. They fill up everything. They fill up all the things. And then people will actually see ours, and they'll be like, "What's in this pouch?" And I'm like, "Nothing." Yeah. What's in that? What? How come you have this open space? Because I'm gonna have to put something there. Yeah. Why? Like, why why is a, your right side completely blank? So yeah. I can draw my fucking. So I can pistol. draw my pistol. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, how come it's like this?" Oh, well, what's in that pouch? Nothing right now. A bit pack of gum. You know what I mean? It's like right now, nothing because I don't need to put anything there right now. Mission essential says what I need right here when I'm on the range teaching is ammo. Yeah. That's all I fucking need. Snacks. But if later I want to add some snacks or I need to add some comms gear or I need to add, well, like, my, I don't run around with comms gear attached to my rigs. Yeah. I don't need that. If I need comms gear on my rigs, it takes me a couple of minutes to put it on. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, I just stick it in a pouch and boom, comms gear. Yeah. You know, I'll route my wires and do all that shit later because I don't need to do that. It's not job specific where I'm wearing this kit like every day all day. One other point since I still have three minutes left. Um... There is a pouch or fucking product out there for every goddamn thing you can think of, and you don't need them. I know. I wish I would have told someone would have told me this years ago that, hey, dude, just throw that in a fucking regular pouch and don't spend $65 on whatever niche thing pouch it is. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of gimmicky shit out there with kit um, that's just meant to take your money. And just like anything, there are trends in kit and all that kind of stuff that things come and go like for example like the maps or mini assault packs like the zip on ones they've been around for a long time everyone fucking runs them now i guarantee those people aren't putting on a 65 pound ruck over that map that's full of all this cool shit why because it's fucking uncomfortable so consider what looks cool and what is legitimately functional for multiple different situations you know what i like i like those elastic cummerbunds on plate carriers or like the uh, bandolier that glenn had on that video because mm -hmm. they fit fucking anything yeah yeah so. yeah <clears throat> yeah i'd rather have like a super versatile pouch versus you know this can only fit x thing in it you know all right that should be about that time huh uh we still have a minute but... well you go ahead and take over okie dokie all right, hold on. Let me restart. Oh, God. I had to restart the timer. Oh, Minus one minute. Fuck you guys. I'm the timer holder. I get to do what I want. Wow. Talking about abuse of power. 
Jesus Christ, right, get her a little bit of power. Oh! oh, oh, oh look who's got a timer! Dave also has a phone. Hey, guess timer. who is the show producer and gets to control the buttons over here? That's this guy or this woman. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> this guy, huh? And exposure. <laughs> Shit. I'm gay. <laughs> Now everybody knows. <laughs> All right. Well, now I have six minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. So mine is what is limiting you, and it's from the April 10th show. And I know we are mainly talking about it's not the gear that's limiting you. It's your, your it's the Indian, not the arrow or the bow, right? But I wanted to take it to one step further because I hated the uh, co-host, and so I never <laughs> used to put my two cents in and everything. So this is my spin on it. Fucking ridiculous. Continue. Okay. So uh, for me, what is limiting you is I kind of took it a little bit deeper into that mental health type of situation. Is it in your personal life that could be something that's holding you back? Maybe something in your career? Maybe something spiritual, self-value? Maybe it's a spouse? Maybe it's just you getting into your own head, right? All these things can affect people very differently, and it can show through your hobbies, right? So if there is something that's bothering you in your career or your work, or maybe you don't have a career and maybe you hate your job and you hate the people that you work with, all these relationships have an effect on what you do for your day-to-day life. And it even shows in your training. If you have a spouse that you get constantly in fights with and you hate them and you want to just go escape and go to the range or come to training and you're having a really off day and you can't fix, maybe you're curling your finger, but you're so focused on what's happening elsewhere that you're not there at training and really dialing in and focusing it. So for me, I think that Overall, if you're not squared away in your personal life, in your career, all of that affects everything that you do. How good of a dad you are, how good of a mom you are. Um, It shows through your relationships that you have with your friends. It shows through uh, literally all of this burden that somebody could deep down be holding can protrude on anything that they're trying to accomplish. If it's personal stuff and you're at your career and you maybe you own your own business and it starts tanking because something else is going on, that it's kind of that driving uh, factor that's causing you to not give it your all in 100%. And I really think that that can show through in the training world as you are trying to progress your training, but you're still hinged on something. I know one of the biggest things that I am battling is I'm always in my head. Glenn will tell you, tell me pretty much every single training session. It's just, I'm just in my head. And the other thing is, how do you talk to yourself? Are you very, do you talk very negative? Is there a lot of negative self-talk about yourself? How many times a day do you think you're like, ah, I fucked up, God damn it, why am I so stupid, right? Or uh, I don't like the way that I look today or whatever that may be. The more that you have negative self-talk about yourself, again, it's going to start bleeding out into everything that you do. So for me, I think one of the biggest ways that you can tackle this is if you have a spouse that you hate, get a divorce. We talk about it all the fucking time. If the person's a piece of shit and they're not willing to change and put the effort into making your relationship better, fucking dip out on them. Is it a career that you may maybe hate? Maybe a job? Maybe a uh, boss or a coworker? Switch careers. Find something that you truly love doing and don't hold back. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. People literally will work at the same job until they die. And it's like they're comfortable there because that's their comfort zone. It's just like, why would you be in a job that you know you're no longer going to 
have any effect on anybody's lives. Maybe the salary, you're at a dead end for the salary. You're never going to make more money in that position that you're holding. You can't move up within the company, but you're okay with that. You're never going to travel because you can't afford to travel. Yada, yada. I mean, people are okay with living like hermits and never leaving Arizona and having a dead-end job that's going to take them nowhere. And somehow people are okay with that. I don't understand it. So if it's a job type of thing, I know I hated the bank. So personally, I can speak that I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled anymore. And I, you know, Glenn and I had very long talks about the fact that I wanted, I felt like I was designed to do something better. And now I am, and now I love my job. And so if it's a career thing, move, change, you know, there's, that new, I think, Gabe, you said it the other day. It's not, uh, what did you say? It's it's just calendar. It's just pages on a calendar or something like that, where it's just a new year that starts over and everybody has this big hype about, oh, yeah, January 1, I'm going to start doing all these changes. It's, I'm going to change who I am. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? You yeah. said that. I can't remember exactly. I always mess up the quotes that I try to say. But anyway, moving on. Um you know, use that as your starting reference point, right? It's a brand new year, new you, I guess you could say type of thing. Switch careers, if that's a thing. If you are comfortable with all those things and you're still feeling like they're, you're in a rut and it's bleeding onto the things that you want, start with meditation, you know, start your physical fitness, start changing your body and the chemicals in your body. Everybody knows that if you work out, you're getting endorphins and your body is starting to chemically change to make you happier. So meditation, physical fitness, go hiking more, go running, uh, get a hobby, something different. Maybe you like to kind of craft, so maybe start picking up woodworking type of things or learn, learn a new skill, learn how to, um, I don't know anything, just pick something, something that's not within your tribe that you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up this new hobby and maybe you'll start to mentally feel better and then it'll start reflecting in your life everywhere else, including the range. To add to what Drew said about self-talk, I've used this quote and it's not from me. It's I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend kind of thing, but it's never say anything to yourself you wouldn't say to someone that you greatly respect. Yeah. Yep. Because you should greatly respect yourself. And so if you're talking bad to yourself, that means it's also a lot easier for you to talk negatively to other people. You'll notice that people who have really great self-talk really don't sit around and talk shit about other people. And the people who have really bad self-talk usually talk the most shit about other people. Yeah, that point hit me really good too. There's a there's a reminder that shows up on my phone every single day. And it's from a martial arts group I used to train with. And it says, oh, Thought- that's, my timer. that's your timer. <laughs> it's thoughts, <clears throat> words, deeds. Yeah. Knowing that your thoughts will become words and your words will become deeds. Exactly. So whether that's negative or positive, that's up to you. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. And so I think <clears throat> it really reflects on the range and in training mm-hmm. and people taking instruction and depending on how well the instruction is going to stick or not stick, depending on where they are in their lives. So that's what I had. All right. Well, that's our uh, wrap-up end of the year on uh, what we thought were kind of unfinished episodes or things we wanted to go back in and talk a little bit more about. And right back to you, Drew, uh, Fitness Moment with Drew. Okay. 
So this one I have is measure your progress against yourself and not others. So everybody does things differently. You can implement this with running or with working out at the gym. It's if you are noticing somebody else who's bulking up, getting bigger, blah, 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 but you yourself are still going in there doing everything you're supposed to be doing, you can't let that change your mindset because you have no idea if they're on fucking steroids or taking, what's that thing you guys always, yeah, that's what you guys always joke (laughs) about. So it's important to focus on your improvements and use them to gain more confidence in anything that you're trying to implement this into. So what other people can do and can't do has no bearing on you. So just quit worrying about what other people are doing and what their progress is becoming because some people have different body types and so you're going to gain weight or lose weight faster or slower depending on I mean it's crazy how I mean there's too much to everybody is not created equal so get that out of your head and stop comparing yourself to other people and you also don't know where that person is at in their journey correct so I think that's an important thing to remember as well is you don't know where they're at in their journey. You don't know what they're doing. Uh, you don't know what what they've got going on. They may don't know made, their goals. Yeah. yeah. They may have been working out for five days a week for the last, you know, several years. And that's why they look that way. So you can't get like butthurt about that. Yeah. Or you can't, I guess. Do you. But. All right. <clears throat> so fitness moment with Drew brought to you by. MRC, McKellar Running Club, Phoenix, Monday nights, 6.30 at Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa, Wednesday nights, 6.30 at Dad's Eatery in Scottsdale. Even if you don't run, come walk, blade, bike, jog, walk, real fast or real slow, walk your baby stroller, whatever it is you got. Remember, you can bring us out to train with you. Get host information via email, info at trainingaz.com. We'd love to tell you how Uh, to get us out to your neck of the woods. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook as The Arms Room Show, Independence Training, and MRC Phoenix. We're proud members of the Heroes Media Group. Be sure to check out the other cool things that our network does. And next week, it's going to be Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody because next week it'll be a pre-recorded show. It's going to be our Rowdy Roundtable. We're bringing in, oh man, AZMGO, Overwatch Precision, and... Uh, Pro 2 Customs, we're going to pre-game the show. Then we're going to get going. Everyone (laughs) is bringing their own topic, and boy, are there some good ones so far. So it's going to be a great time, great show, probably a little bit longer. Um, Really not going to do any news. Just have a good time ranting with the guys. And until then, stay aware, stay safe, and train hard. You've been listening to The Arms Room.